0: The Blevins Franks Report with Rob K of Blevins Franks
1: Wealth Management.
0: It's that time on Radio Radio where we talk to Rob Kay. How are you doing, Rob?
1: I'm very well this morning. How how how, how are you? I'm
0: I'm well. We're into summer now, and and uh, you know.
1: I know it's getting it's getting a bit warm now, isn't it? <laughs> it is indeed. But anyway,
0: we expect it. It's seasonal. Absolutely. It's seasonal. Yes. Well, last week we discussed keeping hold of UK assets after you become a French resident and the potential tax implications. That prompted lots of our listeners to ask if this is a time to be exiting the markets to rearrange their affairs. And also, is it a good time to be investing? But before we discuss that, what caught your eye in the news this past
1: week? Well, however, last week we reported that the U.S. Federal Reserve had maintained interest rates after 10 consecutive monthly increases. And and this followed the news that last month inflation in the U.S. had fallen to just 4%. Now, here in Europe, reducing inflation is proving to be a lot more difficult. And last month it came in at 6.1% across the eurozone. This week, the Office for National Statistics announced UK inflation in May had actually stagnated at 8.7%. It came in higher than the 84 which was expected by economists. The ONS reported core inflation, which includes energy, food, alcohol and tobacco, actually rose by 7.1% from 68 in April, the highest rate since March 1992. They put the unchanged inflation rate down to rising prices for air travel, recreational and cultural goods, services and second-hand cars. The data made a rate hike by the Bank of England a no-brainer. All they had to do was decide how big the increase was going to be. The trajectory for interest rates remains upward with many commentators predicting a peak of maybe around 6% is a definite possibility. Bishi Sunak, along with the other European leaders, is desperate to get inflation below the 5% mark by the end of 2023. But it's proving sticky, and the capital in our pockets is reducing at a rate not seen since the early 70s. So for that reason, Howard, I think we should focus on inflation next week, because we need to explore what we can do to counteract its impact. Now, HMRC, His Majesty's Revenue and Customs, this week published its monthly tax update, and I was actually very surprised to read it had collected £1.2 billion in inheritance tax in just the first two months of the current UK tax year. This is a 13% increase on the £1.1 billion it raised this time last year, and it suggests that last year's record-breaking inheritance tax revenue stream looks set to be broken again this year. Staying in the UK, the UK government's borrowing bill rose by more than expected last month and pushed the country's debt ratio to over 100% of GDP for the first time in more than 60 years. Official figures showed that government borrowings rose by 20 million in May, larger than the 18.3 billion expected by the Office for Budgetary Responsibility, and beating economy's estimates of about 19.5 billion. The jump in borrowing was driven by a higher debt interest bill alongside a rising government spending on pay for such people as NHS staff. There were also energy subsidies for households and an up in benefits. Closer to home here in France as most of you will know tax habitation has been extinguished for main homes but second homes are still liable to it. To generate more than more income 2,500 areas of France been it's been announced this week, will be allowed to levy a surcharge on top of the usual tax d'habitation. This week, a draft list of French communes that will be able to hike the tax was published, and those communes will be able to apply a surtax of between 5 to 60%, and many of the affected communes are right here in the south of France. And finally, while we're on the subject of tax d'habitation, if you have not made your online property declaration, you are quickly running out of time because the deadline is next Friday, which is the 30th of June. So, if you own a French property, you must make this one-off tax declaration to explain how you use the property or properties if you have more than one. We are told the declaration will ensure the tax authorities have up-to-date information and they can then correctly tax us and avoid errors. So, Rob,
0: as we approach the half-year point of the the year, what's happened with the stock markets? (laughs)
1: <laughs> what has happened to it? I think it's quite unusual, actually. Um, this time last year, the markets uh, had experienced a, a serious whiplash, for want of a better way of describing it, and most of them were about 10% down from where the actually started the year because of a combination of factors. There were there were geopolitical issues and tensions in europe which caused serious fuel price increases there were still some supply chain issues following the pandemic and, and over the previous couple of years trillions have been pumped into the world's economies so all those factors contributed to a, a really difficult start to 2022. by the end of 2022 most of the stock markets around the world ended, ended the year in negative territory. The CAC Coron ended the year 9% down. The DAX was, was 12% negative. And across the pond, the S&P 500 ended the year 19% down on where it started the year. The market that sort of booked the trend was actually the UK. The FTSE 100 ended the year 1% in positive territory. The word that best describes stock markets in the first half of 2023 is, is probably volatile. Most markets are in positive territory so far this year. Now, year to date, the S&P is currently up 13%, while the DAX is up 15 The FTSE 100 and the CAC are have also made strong gains, and at one point the CAC was up 17%, but both have fallen back slightly. But as I said previously, they're all still up year to date it's it's so easy to forget but we shouldn't shouldn't historically forget that stock markets have easily outpaced inflation even when the markets are as volatile as they are right now a quick look over your shoulder tells us stock markets will outperform over the long term and it's important to stick to our long-term plan because investment markets always look forward and they move really very quickly as investors we need to look forward But rather than reacting, we must have a plan, then stick with it, stay the course, and keep investing, despite what the markets might be doing at any particular point in time.
0: How should investors deal with stock market volatility?
1: Uh, I, I completely understand, especially for new investors. Big investment market swings can be difficult to handle. There's still a lot of uncertainty out there because of interest rate hikes, property prices, and everyday commodities are still expensive. And as we said earlier, fueling inflation. Investment markets react to these factors on a day to day basis. But if you have a diversified investment portfolio which is matched to your risk profile, slow and steady will win the race. The best performing portfolios are the ones that have time in the market. The most important thing is always remember what you're investing for. We can't avoid short-term volatility, but if you have a long-term time horizon, historically, stock markets go up and you need to have the discipline to stick with your plan. Every longer-term plan is affected by market conditions. Dips and corrections happen. They can't be avoided. Our Friends in the media have to continually write and rewrite attention grabbing 24 hour day headlines, which can be which they can very easily turn heads with, especially with scary sounding events such as um, economic bubbles, bear markets, market crashes, corrections, death crosses, and the, the current flavour of the month is uh, at the moment um, recession. We also can't ignore the fact that when investment markets drop, investors are presented with a unique opportunity to invest. If you're sitting on a pile of cash, maybe you saved it during the lockdown and haven't spent it, now could be a very good time to get that cash working harder for you. It's impossible to say if the stock markets will continue their upward trend. The best investors in history have not been able to time the market. The best advice is have a plan, stick with it, and keep on investing.
0: Is that your top tip?
1: <laughs> uh, Howard, even and probably especially when there is a major volatility across the world's stock markets, the best course of action is to be aware of it but stick to your personal strategic financial planning plan. It's impossible to perfectly tie the market but historically speaking, investment markets have always recovered. They need to stay level-headed through the dips and then when the peaks happen, we're, there, we're in the market. And then always remember, We need to remember why we're investing and also be mindful of our goals.
0: I hear what you're saying about timing the markets, but I know some of our listeners will question whether they could generate better returns by choosing when to buy and sell investments.
1: Yeah, I've experienced so many peaks and troughs, highs and lows and periods of intense volatility after 40 plus years in the wealth management industry. I now believe that the wisest investors are those who spend time creating a long-term strategy then have the discipline to stay in the markets even when it feels uncomfortable. Time repeatedly proves that they have the best chance of investment success. Trying to time the market carries lots of risks but maybe the biggest is the risk of missing out. If we jump out of the market to reduce risk as it trends down we will inevitably miss the rebound. We've all heard the adage, sell at the top, buy at the bottom. In my experience, most seasoned investment professionals rarely get this right. The temptation is to stay in a little longer to make sure we don't miss a sudden upswing. Then once we're out, we're out. It's normally very difficult and we can tend to hesitate about going back in. Does the market have further to fall? And if I stay out a little longer, can I catch a bigger upswing? If we invested 10,000 euros and remained fully invested in a European fund holding blue chip stocks over the past 10 years, we would have seen a profit of 11,000 euros after that 10-year period. So we would have doubled our money. Now, if we missed out on just the best 10 days in that whole 10-year period, our profit would have dropped to 4,000 euros. And if we missed the best 30 days, 30 days sorry out of our 10-year investment, we would have actually lost 1,600 euros. So just think about it. That's just one month out of 120 months. Putting that into context, if we were out of the market for less than 1% of the whole 10 year period, we would have lost 16% of our original capital. Quite a sobering fact, we should put to bed any doubts in my mind about the merits of having a strategy and staying fully invested.
0: But what about choosing which asset classes to buy? Is there a way to predict which asset class will perform best over a specific period?
1: (laughs) It'd be a nice situation to be in, but unless you know where the crystal ball shop is, I don't believe there is. In 2022, the best performing asset class was commodities, which returned 24%. But we we would have lost money if we just invested in commodities over the previous decade. During the uh, the combined period between 2019 and 2021, U.S. equities returned 69%, but last year they, they lost 20% of its value, or their value. Investors typically tend to have too much exposure to their own market, which is logical because the market we know best is probably the, the easiest to invest in. Lots of our clients are British, and when we first meet, we, f- we frequently find that they hold way too many U.K. investment assets. Statistics show that if we have a well diversified portfolio of investments, we will achieve better returns. Different asset classes or regions will perform differently and they will vary significantly most years. The diversification that comes with this varied very, this very performance can help reduce the risk of having all our assets drop in value at the same time. By having a diversified portfolio covering a range of regions and asset classes, we will get better returns over a period of time and importantly with much less volatility. Investment markets are continually evolving, we all need a solution that is dynamically managed. The asset class that is the best performer one year is frequently the worst one the following year. Trying to predict who will win is like trying to pick the winner of the Gold Cup on Ladies Day at Royal Ascot early this week. And even the bookies got that one wrong.
0: So for people who are already fully invested and those who have capital to invest, do you have any other advice for investing in today's world?
1: Well, a little earlier, we spoke about avoiding overexposure to specific asset classes and having a diverse portfolio. I would also recommend you don't put all your faith in star fund managers or star funds, just like asset classes. The best fund managers one year can easily be the worst the following year. Across the world, there are hundreds of available funds from a long list of different fund managers. The UK all-company sector, for example, contains over 200 funds. So at first glance, they all seem to offer quite similar investment opportunities. But the performances difference can be dramatic. If we look at the 10-year investment period we mentioned earlier, but specifically at the UK all-company sector, the difference between the best and worst-performing fund is dramatic. If we invested £10,000 in the best-performing UK fund, our investment would have ended the 10-year period being worth £48,000. If we invested in the worst performing fund, our investment would have been worth a measly £11,000. If we look at the global picture, performance differences are even more dramatic. The best performing global equity fund would have turned our £10,000 into £74,000. And had we invested in the worst performing fund, our investment would have returned us just £20,000. Those two figures are poles apart. But to put investment performance into context, if we'd left that cash sitting on cash deposit over the same period, our ten thousand pound would have appreciated to just ten thousand four hundred pounds. That's four percent over the entire ten year period.
0: So, if it's time in the markets, not timing the markets, which counts, it is it still important to review your portfolio from time to time?
1: Well, I I hope what I've been able to communicate this morning, Harold, is a long-term diversified investment approach is vital to protect and grow our capital, whatever the economic climate. While a keep calm and stay invested approach gives the best overall results, we need to make sure we regularly review our overall strategic financial planning. At Blevins Franks, we sit down with our clients at least once a year, or more frequently, especially if circumstances change with them or the market to ensure their arrangements continue to meet their financial goals. If you haven't sat down to discuss your investment requirements or how the last few years last few volatile years have affected your overall strategic financial planning, maybe your, your UK advisor is no longer able to advise you because they can't passport their services into Europe. Whatever the reason, if you want to talk about your finances, I would suggest you give Bloomings Franks a call and speak to one of our locally based advisors. The telephone number for our local French office is zero four nine three zero zero one seven eight zero. that's zero four nine three zero zero one seven eight zero. and or if you prefer you can call our Monaco office and the number here in Monaco is nine seven 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 five five seven four. that's nine seven 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 five five seven four. 5574. And if you'd like to learn more about Blevins Franks or make contact via the internet, visit our website, which is www.blevinsfranks.com.
0: Always interesting in these turbulent times. Thank you very much.
1: Thanks, Ed. Have a great week. Speak to you next week.
0: The Blevins Franks Report. If you would like more information on any of the topics discussed in this program, contact your local Blevins Franks office on 0493 001780 or riviera at blevinsfranks.com. True cross-border
1: financial planning expertise with offices and advisors across France and the UK. Blevins Franks provides integrated international wealth management solutions. Whether you're living in France or moving here, returning to the UK, or weighing up where to be tax resident, Blevins Franks can help. We have extensive knowledge of the French and UK tax regimes, how they interact, and tax planning opportunities. Visit blevinsfranks.com to contact your local office.